Hey friends, my name is Tim Jones and I am the Director of Communications for the Holston Conference. Thank you, North Alabama Conference, for letting some of us Holstonians invade your podcast. I appreciate the invitation and the reminder of this, our connectional system. This is week 31 of our Read Together program, and this week we start the Gospel of John. Now, I have to admit, as a pastor, I've never liked preaching on just one verse. I wholly believe we need to look at the context before and after, but today I think it's really important for us to understand one particular thing. So to begin, I'd like to read John 1.14 in a few different translations so you can hear some of the ways the Greek language has been interpreted. From the King James Version, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. From the NRSV, And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. And from the message, The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Now, the last place I expected graffiti was on the door of a church. Serving as a youth pastor in the poorest city in South Carolina afforded little time to oneself. Consequently, I would often withdraw to a room at the opposite end of the building, because there I was free of most interruptions and distractions. Not ostentatious, but etched in the brown door at eye level were three words. God was here. Obviously, an innocent gag probably written by one of the creative teenagers with whom I worked. A week later, I returned to my quiet place. I needed peace from frustrations of a crowded day. And it was then I noticed the graffiti had been tampered with. We all know altering graffiti occurs on buildings and bridges, but in a church. But there it was, not blatant, but changed. And better yet, my training confirmed, it was now more theologically accurate. For someone had crossed out was and written above it is. I remember thinking to myself in this quiet room, The message of Christmas was proclaimed. God is here. You see, it was the message the angels announced. The shepherds heard, the wise men sought, Herod feared, and the world didn't even notice. It was the message Mary cradled and Joseph admired. It was the message wrapped in cloths. It was the little baby Jesus. God is here is the message of Christmas. And it's a message we need to be reminded of every day. Jesus, God's one and only Son, became a man. He was God in a suit of flesh. He was the visible expression of the invisible deity. God was expressing Himself in a language that we could understand. was identifying with the frailties and tragedies of the human race. God was getting up close and personal. God was announcing to the world, I'm here. God became a man, the omnipotent, in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. 
And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. The Apostle John used one word to embody this revelation of God. Theologians may write long books to explain the doctrine of the incarnation of Jesus, but John epitomizes it in a single word, dwelt. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Eugene Peterson in the message paraphrases this verse. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. In the Old Testament, this word dwelt and its derivatives literally denote residence. Often the word was used to depict the glorious presence of God that resided in the tabernacle in Solomon's temple. So when Jesus became flesh and blood, He moved into the neighborhood. He took up residence. He tabernacled among us. Before Jesus was born, God visited His people performing mighty and miraculous works. And so God's people would stack stones or build a monument or erect a synagogue in honor of God's revelation. The physical erection of the monuments and the buildings was their way of saying, God was here. The power and presence of God had visited them in a place, and so in order not to forget, they constructed a reminder. But when Jesus entered the world, the verb tense changed from the past to present, from was to is. Because of Jesus' birth, because of the incarnation of God, because the Word became flesh, we now say God is here. God is present in all of His splendor and glory. We don't have to erect structures to remind us of God's visited presence because God is already here. You see, God is here is more than a theological doctrine. It has practical implications. So what does God is here mean to us? It means Jesus became a man to show us God. When Jesus became a man, He showed that God was not merely a principle, but a person. Jesus was not an idea of God, but a picture of God, but God Himself in human form. Christ has come among us to show us God is and what God is, who God is and what God is. Jesus shows us God in a way that we can understand, in a way that renews us, in a way that can give us hope. Jesus also became a man to fill our hurt. In one act of becoming human, he identified with our pain. The pain of loneliness, he felt it. The hurt of rejection, he felt it. The sadness of losing a loved one to death, he felt it. The scars of mental or physical abuse, he felt it. When we suffer pain, when we want others to understand. See, we want others to be like us so they can identify with us. We don't want to be alone. We want others to feel our pain and our hurt. When Jesus became a man, He understood us. He identified with us. He felt our pain, and He hurt. Jesus came into this world knowing what it would cost Him. He bore in His pure beings the marks of pure evil so that we might be pure. He bore in His sinless soul the weight of sin so that we could be forgiven. And He bore in His manly frame the hurt and pain of injustice so that we might be understood. You see, God is here. He is here understanding our hurt, identifying with our pain, 
He feels, he hurts, he cries. And finally, Jesus became a man to show us how to live into God's kingdom. In other words, Jesus became a man to show us how to bring heaven to earth. Jesus gathers disciples, teaches them to be like him, and tells them to go and make more. So if we are truly disciples of Jesus, it means it's time for us to move into the neighborhood. Our neighborhood is full of hurting, broken people who just want to be understood. They are in their own war zones, their own battles, crawling desperately, seeking the nearest place of safety. As they look at the world around them, they're crying out, where in the world is God? So it's our duty, our job, our calling to go into these battlefields and lead others to safety. Friends, it's time we move into the neighborhood. May God bless you and keep you, and may God remind you of your call, and may we go and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Amen.